0: Today's show is extremely important, but it's honestly, it's a topic many people try to avoid, but it must be discussed. And here's why I want to share a statistic with you that might kind of blow your mind here a little bit. The number of American troops killed in Afghanistan and Iraq between 2001 and 2012 was 6,488. The number of American women who were murdered by current or ex-male partners during that exact same time was 11,766. That's nearly double the amount of casualties lost during the war. Recently, we got a question from smalleyinstitute.com, and here's what this listener asked. How do you resolve a marriage where one spouse gets violent and hits the other spouse during an argument? Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Michael Smalley, along with my brilliant co-host... Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson. Oh, thank you. I was taken aback with the, the compliment. Well, I felt the need, because I know you were insecure. <laughs> You're right. kind I, of I, on the short I, side. I need that verbal affirmation. You need that. <laughs> you do. And, you know, today, obviously, is not a funny topic, and it's difficult to discuss, because... um well, it's it's difficult because it's humiliating for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the victims—that's one of the things I've found out over the years—is they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that this is happening. They're embarrassed that they don't know how to stop it. They're embarrassed right. that they can't get out of it. Uh, I think they're they're afraid. Mm-hmm. Many are afraid to talk about it, obviously, because if you're if you have a violent spouse, especially a really violent spouse, so. Uh, someone who's threatening to kill you, if you ever tell. I mean, what do you do? It's kind of right. like, I will kill the children, I will kill you. And so, therefore, it it, it sort of goes untalked about. And and I, f- I feel like the mass population or or the people maybe not in that situation are uncomfortable to talk yeah. about the, the issue of domestic violence. And obviously, this has been a huge thing for the NFL, the National mm-hmm. Football League, and and a lot of the domestic abuse that is happening within the league, which actually, by the way... I heard an interesting stat on – I think it was Colin Cowherd who uh, – the, the rate of domestic violence within the NFL is actually lower than the national average. Really? Yeah, it is. But obviously it gets talked about a lot more because they're so There's much – celebrities, and yeah. And it's good though. I mean it's good that this conversation is becoming uh, more prevalent in our society because it's important. People are valuable. Women – Women are valuable, men are valuable. You know, I was as we were looking up and researching the show, about 85% of domestic violence occurs against women. Right. So that leaves 15% this is against the men, is, yeah. Is, is, and so obviously the vast majority of people being abused are women, but I mean there's a, you know there's 15% though that are men and I know I mean you know that's not an easy topic for a man to bring up. Oh yeah, that brings all types of um fears and humiliations and embarrassment mm-hmm. and a lot of times and and abuse really in general is often used to control it's used to get their own way and to manipulate people and um and it's you know it's disgusting so today we're going to address that now i know that you know you would think that many people have not experienced this but in the world, if you take all the world combined, mm-hmm. they estimate nearly 80% of women are going to experience either domestic violence or sexual abuse in their lifetime. Really? Yeah. Now, granted, keep in mind, you're, you you have a lot of areas, obviously, that are third world countries, which is almost a – I don't even know the word for it. It's almost uh, institutional violence, like in India. I mean, yeah. sheesh. I, I've been there. I've mm-hmm. spoken there and preached there to massive audiences I'll never forget one of the largest crusades I've ever spoken at or preached at in my entire life was in, <clears throat> in uh, Rajamundry, India. And the gentleman I was teaching with, which I won't give his name, but he was a very famous Indian uh, evangelist there, he had invited me because he had seen me out of Promise Keepers. And I had finished my talk, and it, it had been received actually really well. Cro- Dude, to speak to 250,000 people live is, is quite the experience. I will never – I mean, <laughs> yeah. you look out over the sea of people, and, and I'll never forget they had these – this setup where they would have like a, a little group of a big, big light, right, that try to light up because it was at night, mm-hmm. and then speakers on the lights, yeah. and, and they just – it. but it went back in a straight row, and they just went on forever, and I went, how far are each of those apart? They were 100 yards apart, and there were like 10 of them. <laughs> I yeah. went – Oh my, and it was really an interesting thing just to hear yourself. You're like, hello, hello,
1: hello. And all those hello, eyes are focused hello. on you.
0: They are. So, and especially in a foreign country. But I'll never forget after I'd finished, he got up and was being very kind and all this. But then he goes, You know, the Lord just spoke to me and said that, who, you know, how many women here feel like, or how many women are in an abusive relationship? Out of 250,000? Mm-hmm. And I went, well, where is he going with this? And, and of course, tons of hands went up. He went, you know what? I'm going to have Michael come back tomorrow, and he's going to have a word just for you. And I was like, I am? I, uh, and, I, I'll man, I, I spent the entire night just kind of stressed out and up and arms. Yeah. Like, what am I going to say? Like, how many people are going to? Dude, thousands of women showed up the next day, and we met under a tent. And it was such a strange experience because as I showed up to this venue out in the middle of this field, right, here's all these thousands of women who've showed up because they're being abused, right? We know there's many more that wouldn't have come out of threat. Right. And when I showed up, I noticed that uh, around the entire tent, uh, around thousands of women were men holding arm in arm around the tent. I go, what is that about? And it was a very abusive sort of it wasn't a supportive gesture it was like we're still in control kind of thing I mean this was a crazy environment to really? walk into and I and I know you're looking at me and you're wondering where is this story going but this has everything <laughs> to do with today's topic when I came in that what the Lord had given me that night was the vision or the image of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and Seth you've you know been a Christian your dad's a pastor. Mm-hmm. What 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 does that gesture? What does that mean to you? So like, I'm sure you're aware of Jesus washing the disciples feet right, at the Last yeah. Supper. Like, what did that? What does that tell you? Like, w- what message do you get out of that? It's humble service and love. Yeah, I mean, because back in that day, when they're just you're sandaling it up everywhere, walking through all that, your feet are nasty, yeah. and so when you have someone that's you know supposedly placed above you going down, and they're, they're cleaning your dirty toes. Yeah, it's out of, yeah, just love and service and humility. Yeah, love, service and humility. I would say the exact same thing, and that's the exact vision the Lord gave me for these women. So when I showed up on stage, all I did was read that scripture, and then I asked one of the woman, one of the women there, I asked her to come up and say, she would. I mean, they are so low and beneath men, especially a visiting foreigner male. She would not come up on stage, so I got down from the stage, had her in a chair, and when I got below, dude, when I kneel- kneeled down on my knee, mm-hmm. and I got a bowl of water and a washcloth, what? I mean, you would think, I don't even know how to describe the chaos that ensued. The women were silent. The men just with an uproar of anger just really? bellowed out, and then there were many cameras, and and video cameras and television crews and all that kind of stuff. Like I was on Indian news like big time for like a, a little period of time there. No one could believe that this white foreigner got down on his knees in front of, to a woman and washed her feet. And, and as I washed her feet, I reminded her of who she is in Christ mm-hmm. and how valuable she is. I mean, she and all were just weeping uncontrollably. Yeah. I actually have a scar up here on my head where I got hit in the head with one of the like, uh, zoom lenses from one of the cameras. Like, dude, it got crazy. Like, threw it? No, they, they came in, and they were so worked up over what I was doing that, I mean, I don't know if he meant to hit me or if he just got over it, but he came in and whacked okay. me on the head. I had d- blood dripping down the side of my oh. face as I was wiping this woman's feet. It's a moment I will never forget, and here's why I share that story, is that the number one thing that happens to victims of abuse is they lose their identity in Christ. They forget who they are. They forget how valuable they are. This is by far the most important thing that people of domestic violence have to remember is that, wait a minute. Okay, obviously this isn't okay, but it's really not okay because I am a child of the king. Mm-hmm. I have so much worth and value that I will not allow myself to be treated this way. Yeah, And so what I find myself often in our Smalley Reignite Marriage Intensive we definitely have couples show up where one or, or both are, are being abusive to each other. And I found that, that over and over and over again, and in my career as a regular traditional counselor and in my internship at Wheaton College, is that they have to be reminded of how valuable they are. So I want everyone to know this. Whether you're dealing with domestic violence or you're just dealing with insecurity, I have a phenomenal incredible thing that my mentor in spiritual warfare actually wrote called, I am a child of the King. It's this exercise that you read aloud to yourself and it reminds you of who you are in Christ Jesus. Seth, like seriously, by far, it is unbelievable. It's on one page. I'll provide it on this show. So if you just go to smallinstitute.com and you'll see the show on domestic violence, you want to download it because you need to read that aloud and you will be reminded of who you are in Christ Jesus because that is by far the number one thing that people have to understand. Now, here's the other part, and we're probably not going to have enough time to get into this right now, but there are several other things that you have to do if you are in a domestic violence situation or you might be a friend of someone who has finally opened up to you there are some really important things that you have to do that we can't get into this show. And and I didn't realize, you know, how long the India story <laughs> would take, but it's important though. And I hope yeah. I hope that everyone heard how that was what I felt God put me in India for was to remind women of how valuable they are cuz that's what I learned growing up in my home. Yeah. From my dad was women are so valuable and and men as well. Yeah. And also possibly just for you to show the men as well exactly how valuable they are. Yeah. And just show like hey, no, they are worth it. They are. You are worth it. Well, don't forget to go to SmalleyInstitute.com because you can become a member. Maybe you need instant help in your relationship. Well, you can get that with a SmalleyInstitute.com membership. We've got hours of video from our best series, including ones from my own father, Dr. Gary Smalley. So check it out at SmalleyInstitute.com. Don't forget, April 30th, we have another Reignite Love Talk Evening Workshop. It's only for 25 couples. So you don't want to miss that. Go to SmalleyInstitute.com to register. Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online or you can call us toll free at 888-565-6462.